Welcome to the Veteran Experience with author, veteran, and judge Mark Johnson. On this show, we help veterans heal and be heard. We share stories of struggle, of heroism, of the endless battle to preserve American liberty. We explore the toll that service can take on some of our bravest. I've got a guest with me today, Grant Gauchy. Grant is retired Navy, a submariner, a good friend and director of the Riverside County Veterans Services office, offices. But before I start talking to Grant, I want to tell a little story, uh, tell the, about the operation this man runs. I've been a judge now for 13 years. For eight of that, I've served as a veterans court judge, but I do other things beyond that. And uh, trials, I do regular calendars. Back in 2013 and 2014, I was assigned to rule on petitions for reinstatement of firearm rights. Here's how those cases work. When someone has what's called a 5150 hold, uh, they lose their firearm rights for five years automatically. A 5150 hold is a procedure in California that's based on Welfare and Institutions Code, Section 5150. When someone is a danger to self or others, they can be taken in for 72 hours of observation at a mental hospital. And uh, then there's means, there's other procedures to go beyond that. Most people just go for a few days. But back in 2000. 14, I had a young Marine sitting in front of me seeking the reinstatement of his firearm rights. This Marine had lost them about six months before on a 5150 hold. His wife had walked in and found him with a loaded 9mm with the barrel in his mouth. She screamed, she called police, and thankfully he didn't do it. Uh, but they had a young child about a year. Uh, I remember I asked him, what's your rank? Where have you been? He had served a couple tours in Iraq and uh, was a sergeant. And he had lost his firearm rights. Now, this, this is a man who was used to defending himself, using a firearm. He lived in a bad area of Lake Elsinore. It's a, a city in Riverside County. And I remember him looking at me pleading and saying, I need this firearm back. I need my firearms. I live. I can't protect myself anymore. All I'm seeing is hypervigilance, agitation, fear on this man. He was looking over his shoulder. He had come into court alone and uh, uh, started crying. I tell you, it was sad. And I remember saying to him, I said, Sergeant, the problem is I'm not sure that you... Uh, you might not shoot a trick-or-treater. I said, because I'm sitting there talking to him. He's looking over his shoulder, looking back at the door of the courthouse. He's, he is uh, that agitated. It, the, what I was looking at was severe post-traumatic stress disorder and a man who felt, a man who needed help. Well, I said to him, I said, let me see if I can do something for you. So I called up Grant. Grant Gauchy, who runs our veteran services office, he sent one of his representatives over to court to talk to him. Uh, they talked for about an hour in a back room, came back out. I said to this veteran, if you're doing better, you go get treatment. You come back in two years, and uh, I'll give you your firearm rights back. Well, 
Grant's office mentored this sergeant, made sure he got the appointments and help he needed. And believe it or not, I didn't expect I'd see him again. He came back in two years. He was now with his wife, his service dog, a to- entirely changed man. And uh, that was the time, I tell you what, I had to not start crying when I saw him in front of me because the he, he was like hugging his dog. His wife came with him and his kid. His wife testified, said he's a changed man. And, you know, sometimes as a judge, I don't do anything, but I was getting all the credit. Judge, this is amazing. Uh, I said, no, uh, Grant in his office is what saved this man. He had gone to two years of treatment, serious treatment uh, for post-traumatic stress disorder. And I remember his wife got up and testified and said, the same thing, what I could see, he's a changed man. And she said to him, uh, she said, I'm just working on him to be more romantic. And I remember saying to her, man, you married a Marine. Don't Let's not push it, okay? But in any event, I reinstated his firearm rights. He left, I remember giving him one assignment that go out and do something nice for your wife, that dog, and your kid today. But let me tell you, I know Grant is a humble man, but he's sitting here across from me. But I really feel, Grant, that your uh, your office and you saved this man's life. And I, you don't even probably remember this. But so, Grant, how are you doing today? Doing well, Judge. Thank you for inviting me today. Okay. Uh, tell us a little about your military background. I served in the United States Navy on board uh, fast attack submarines, and. Uh, Shortly into my second enlistment, I was medically retired for a service-connected disability, so my career was cut short. Mm-hmm. But it was an honor to serve, and I enjoyed it. Okay, so you've got you've got a background both in the military, but also dealing, it sounds like, with the Veterans Administration. Yeah, from my own experience being medically discharged and, and medically retired, I tried to stay in yes. to, to finish my uh, enlistment and, um, you know, through the VA, if they rate you a certain percentage, and uh, they they have to medically uh, let you go. So, no, and yeah, I understand that. And uh, now you're you're heavily involved. You're everywhere with helping veterans in Riverside County. How tell us how you became involved with that? Well, after I got out of the service, I went went to college, and while I was going to college, they had a a job position called it's called a VA work study program. While you're using your VA education benefits, uh, you can work at different organizations at the VA at well at the county county veteran services. There was they was hiring uh, at the time. I didn't even know what a county veteran service office was because I thought if you wanted to file for benefits, you have to go directly to the VA, and that's how I first found out that uh, local points of contacts in every county uh, is a CVSO county veteran service officer, and uh, so I started uh, right out of college working part time at the CVSO office, but that wasn't my intention to, to stay on. I was going to go to college for a, a degree in business administration, but okay. after getting out, I, I, um, and seeing how things worked, I decided I wanted to, to serve our brother and sister veterans and help them get the benefits they've earned and deserve. What year are we talking about here that you did this? For uh, this, uh, in 1989 is when I first went to the County Veteran Service Office. And then when I graduated in 94, I uh, went to work at a nonprofit uh, organization. Initially, I was going to go to college for business. I wanted to be a businessman and get into that field. When I re- when I completed my degree, I went on to 
work at a nonprofit for about a year and a half. And it was a community service organization for people with disabilities. And that was a very humbling experience working, working there and actually helping people who needed help, people with different types of disabilities, uh, visual impairments, physical impairments. And uh, through that, that's where I discovered I liked helping people. And I was actually at a meeting with, uh, at, a, at a community event, and Bill Densmore, the director of County Veteran Services at that time, came up to me and said, he said, Grant, are you, are you, uh, did you finish your education? You got your degree now? And I told him I did and asked what I was doing. And he told me there's a position opened at the County Veteran Services. And that's kind of when the, the light went off that that's a perfect fit for me to, uh, to work uh, at the county helping our veterans. So you're in charge of, I think, three veteran services offices for the whole county or more? Yes. Uh, so I, I, I started with the county in 1997. So I've been with the county for 25 years. And I became the director in 2013. And, uh, and we, our office, we have three offices, one in Riverside, Indio, and Hemet. And You could probably, I'm thinking with your background, your college degree, and your uh, and your experience. You've got 25 experience years of experience supervising offices. Uh, you could probably be well sought after in business, and probably make more money. So tell me what motivates you to in your work. Well, it's an honor to serve our brother and sister veterans. That's the bottom line. We haven't been through it myself. Uh, and gone through the process with the VA. I did it on my own. I didn't have representation. And County Veteran Services, a lot of people aren't aware that that uh, there's there's help available to, to assist with going through that claims process. Our veterans representatives were all credited and trained, and they they become experts in the field of uh, VA benefits and law. So our job is to simplify that process and to uh, to represent and advocate on behalf of our veterans. And uh, that's, it's just very rewarding. It's, it, it was my calling, and uh, my team are all compassionate. They're all veterans themselves, and uh, I can't think of anything better I'd like to do. Well, you know, and I can personally attest to the quality of your office because I've been over there, I don't even know how many times, seven or eight times dealing with claims for knee problems. I've been over there, my son's been over there, with uh, tuition for the Calvet tuition assistance, uh, I have I can think of a lot of times I've called you and said I've got a veteran standing in front of me at Veterans Court. Hey, Grant, can you get a guy over here? Get someone over here to talk to this veteran. And ten minutes later, there's someone standing there. Uh, I know you've come and you've addressed our veterans to tell them about the benefits and you know these are all vet the veterans i deal with are ones who are we, they call them justice involved veterans they're they're in trouble with the law and uh i tell you one thing i like about all of us working together is we we don't see crimes we see that veteran we see that veteran who raised their hand and said they'll go to war on behalf of this country so but i i just want to say i i've been so impressed with the quality of your work and your staff, you know, they seem to, you seem to have every service represented. How about the Coast Guard? We, we don't have anyone on board <laughs> okay, for the Coast well, Guard, but we do have Marines, uh, Army veterans, Air Force veterans, and Navy veterans. Okay. How about assistance, for instance, like, uh, well, actually, let me back up. Te 
Give me a broad overview of all the services that you, you can provide to a veteran who comes into your office. Well, we provide comprehensive benefits counseling. Uh, a lot of veterans aren't aware that all the benefits they're entitled to. They think there's the VA home loan, there's burial benefits. Uh, outside of that, a lot of times they don't explore uh, disability compensation for injuries or illnesses that occurred in service. So we provide comprehensive benefits counseling, educating them on their benefits, and then we assist with filing the claims. Uh, we help prepare, develop, and submit the claims, and we follow through to fruition for a decision, and then we can help with appeals. The big key is all our services are free. If someone was to Google online and say, you know, veterans assistance or claims, there's a lot of organizations out there that are that are claiming that they can get you maximum benefits and it's illegal to charge a fee to file claims. So they don't charge a fee for filing the claims or filling out the paperwork. What they do is they charge a fee for consultation or uh, coaching. And that's how they get around the law. But if you work with a county veteran service office or a state veteran service organization, there is absolutely no charge or fee. Uh, what they do at the coaching, these organizations will charge a part of their, their, their award or retro amount that you get from the VA. And uh, that's how they get around the law. Let me tell you, I just thought of another thing you did that I was deeply grateful about. My mother passed away in February of 2021, and uh, I actually found, and I never knew this, she, she had written some letter like 12 years before she died wanting to know about whether she was available for burial in Riverside National Cemetery. I tell you, it's kind of strange, and because I didn't know she, that's something she wanted. And I was struggling with, I hate to say it, where I'm going to, my mother's remains are going to be. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, and I find this old letter, she kept copies of everything. So that answered the question. But I remember the funeral home I was dealing with. Uh, she had been cremated, dropped the ball, mm. and didn't contact my father was a veteran, a Navy veteran of World War II. They didn't contact Riverside National Cemetery. Well, I contacted you. I, I don't even know if you remember this. You helped so many people. I, I sent an email to you. You contacted Riverside National Cemetery. Within literally a few hours, I was getting emails from the director saying, make this happen. And my mother is now just where she wanted to be at Riverside National Cemetery, and I say hi to her as I drive to work every day, and I stop by and see her about once a week. That's another thing. You, Thank you. I, you know, sometimes I don't even thank you enough. I just really, this kind of service you provide. Uh, well, thank you. No, thank you, Mark. It, you, you do so much. It's an honor to work with you with helping veterans through the Veterans Corps. It's a team effort. True. And uh, with Greg Coker, with the mentors, it's a, and the Veterans Justice Outreach, the whole team on, uh, on the Veterans Justice side is amazing. But, yeah, we're, we provide any kind of service we can. We assist with applying for health care benefits, compensation, pension, survivor's benefits, burial benefits, and assistance. So it's, it's my honor to be able to help any way I can. And so I was just happy that I, could, I was able to assist you. So anytime, that's what we're here for. What do you think? How about family? So we have a wife who's maybe got, uh, let me, okay, let, this is where the rubber meets the road, Grant. Uh, I got a, a wife who says, I, I need some help with my husband. He needs medical treatment. 
I know he does, but he doesn't know he has a problem. He's say she's describing PTSD, and right. uh, is, a, is she somebody you could talk to and maybe give some advice to? Absolutely, we we would want to see if we can get the veteran to come in and, or have them both come in together. Usually, if yeah. if we can get the veteran in our office and the spouse is there, uh, we can we can interview and ask questions and, and find out about their background and experience. If he has post-traumatic stress, a lot of times the veteran's the last one to know. Oh, that isn't that the truth. I know. I've dealt with that. It's scary. Yeah, because when they come home, they, they're they not internally looking at themselves. They're just living with their whatever they're experiencing. So that's their new normal, whatever they wake up and what do they go through. And so yeah. uh, when we ask the question, do you have startle reaction? Do you, do you have survivor's guilt? Do you have difficulty sleeping or... And so a lot of times a veteran will be shaking and said, no, I'm fine, I'm good. Oh, yeah. But then the spouse sitting next to him will, will be shaking her head, yes. The wives yes, and mothers. Yes, yeah. and the family yeah. members there. And so uh, if, if they're, the veteran is reluctant to come in, we can talk to the spouse. Veteran centers have, have counseling for veterans and their spouses. And they you have know, family counseling. You've got combat veterans too. Because right. very often like to connect, say you've got a Marine combat veteran, you're probably best with a Marine combat veteran sitting down and talking to them that you need some help. But I think any combat veteran, but usually like Marine to Marine, that's what I think. But, uh, yeah, I know you've got people who've been under fire and can relate. Uh, Now, let me tell you, this is something I actually ran into the other day. Uh, I have a web page. And I had a veteran who left a message on that web page. He said, can you call me? Well, I called the guy up, and he didn't know. He said, who are you again? This, and I kind of told him, and finally uh, went off. Seriously, this guy had so many problems, I didn't even know where to begin. He was being put out of his apartment. He lost his job. His dog was six years old and was on her, uh, the dog was on her period, and that was a big thing. His wife left him. His kids, he had a kid for him. I'm seriously, I, he was going on, and it's like I wanted to help him, but I, honest to God, didn't, in many ways, two things. Even though I've dealt with tons of struggling vets, I didn't feel like I had the expertise to help this man, and I wanted to. I remember saying to him, look, okay, let's start with the easy one. We got to get the dog fixed. Uh, the dog's got to get fixed, and uh, this guy needed a lot of help. What I didn't. What, I, I hate to just dump this on your lap, this question, but what do you do? Well, we, of course, we, we don't have all the answers, but we're a good starting point. If you refer them to our office, we'll assess what their needs are. We'll do what we can as far as their VA, state, and local benefits, but we'll also link, link them to local resources. So if it's a homeless veteran and they're going through challenges, we have a behavioral Riverside uh, University Health Center. Uh, has a behavioral health team called the HOPE team. And we have uh, two representatives there, and we also have a, a liaison, uh, Aurelio Sanchez. He's a retired senior chief. And, uh, mm. and so we, we, have, we can link them to those folks to get them over to the housing authority, to get them into continuum continue, uh, uh, of care where they're a coordinated entry system for housing assistance. Mm. Uh, they'll get them over to the VA hospital. We can get them enrolled in VA healthcare. Get them linked up with health services, 
uh, refer them to community service organizations, to U.S. vets or lighthouse social services. So if we don't provide the service, we'll link them to the resources within the community to uh, get them this, this, the help that they need. Okay. Let me give you another tough question. Let's say we get a veteran. He's sitting in West Virginia listening to this. God, I hope so. I'm trying to get some uh, my this podcast out. But let's say we have a veteran who's in some other state. Same problems. Do they have offices like yours and other other counties throughout the United States? I, I I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, or I wouldn't have answered this. Asked this, but go ahead. Yeah, they do. Uh, if they wanted to reach. If they're in the state, they can call a toll-free number. It's 844-737-8838, and that will link them anywhere in the state of California to their local county veteran service office. They dial that number, enter their zip code, and it'll route the call to the nearest county veteran service office. Can you say say that again? I think that's very important. Okay. It's 844-737-8838. That's a toll-free number to reach any county veteran service office throughout the state of California. Then you just enter your zip code and it will route the call directly to the nearest CVSO office in their region, in their area. Now, let's say they're in Nevada. If they're in Nevada, I'd recommend going online to the NACVSO website. It's uh, HTTPS uh, www.nacvso.org. So it's www.nacvso.org national association of county veteran service officers on that site they've got state veteran service representatives you can check click on the state and it'll show you all the local state organizations or county organizations but nationally if you go to the nacvso that's a good starting point that'll that'll link them to local resources to get the help they need grant what now finally you've been telling all these places to go how how can a veteran contact your office for assistance uh, well, they can use the same number, the 844-737-8838, enter the zip code, and it'll get routed to our office. Or uh, they can go on to our website, which is, it's kind of a long one, easier to Google, Riverside County Department of Veteran Services. But our website is, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> let's see, it's veterans it's veteranservices.co.riverside.com. .ca.us. Okay. That's not too bad. Okay. Well, Grant, I want to thank you very much, sir. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And uh, thank you all for listening, and please come back next week. Uh, The next two weeks, I'm going to have Grant on again. We're going to talk about burn pits, then we're going to explore some tough issues with uh, retired Army Command Sergeant Major Gregory Coker. Uh, please subscribe, tell your friends about my podcast, and please visit my webpage. I'm at www.mejohnson.com. That's M-E-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Excuse me, I just made an error. M.E. Johnson author. M-E-J-O-H-N-S-O-N-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Help me make this podcast better with comments. You can leave them on my webpage. I promise I'll read them. I'll reflect on your feedback. Thank you very much.